Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Hall of Justice Comic Cast. As always, you've got Above Average Joe here and... Mighty Mike. Mike, 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 you sound a little uh, depressed there, man. What's going on? This is not a good story. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad you say and, that. because I'm a huge Adam Warlock fan, and... Like, I remember this being rough, like, way back when, when I first read it. It's... As an as an adult with my full faculties and mental capabilities now, it's terrible. Yeah, I'm 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 really glad you said that because I remember we kind of we had some tense moments in the last episode about yeah. Infinity War. I like I was, it, you don't, but this is bad. Oh yeah, this was rough, and I, I took it easy on myself. I only read the six issues. You read like the whole thing, like 500 yeah. pages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so welcome back to part three of our Infinity Trilogy, this time covering Infinity Crusade. As you can gather, we've obviously got some feelings about mm -hmm. this one. Um, so let's let's go ahead and dive in with just some quick recap on the background. This is, of course, uh, the third installment of the Infinity Trilogy. It's supposed to be the bookend. This yep. is, <laughs> Your third act, man. You know, in that way, it's kind of like the movie, uh, oh, what was that movie with? Johnny Depp re and uh, he was goes into turns himself to a computer. No, 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 no. Um, goes to Vegas. No, no, it's not. It's not Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That was good in the third yeah. act. Writes a book. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's the one where he was like him and Angelina Jolie and Paul Bettany. The don't know. I don't know, but it goes to pot in the third act, and it really, it, it honestly, it probably sucked as much in the third act as this book did. But let's go ahead and just give you some some basic facts. Yeah, uh, it's the core story is six issues mm -hmm. uh, published by Marvel in 1993. It had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of tie-ins. Yeah. It actually had several miniseries that led up to it. Yeah, Jim Starlin lead author again, and it's it's. It's supposed to be, yeah, you had, it was year after year after year, Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, Infinity Crusade, eight years. I mean, it even goes like a year further than that because you had Thanos Quest, Infinity yeah. Gauntlet, and I mean, just let's let's cover some of the, the tie-ins. You had the Infinity Crusade 1 through 6, mm -hmm. you had Warlock and the Infinity Watch, that was 18 to yeah. 22. And then the Warlock Chronicles. Warlock Chronicles, uh, Alpha Flight, number 122 to 124, West Coast Avengers, 96 and 97. Cage number seventeen, yeah. Uh, Darkhawk thirty through thirty one, Deathlock, yeah. Because I don't know. That's <laughs> uh, twenty eight, twenty nine. There again, he's just there again. Doctor Strange fifty four to fifty six. He's literally in one panel again. Yeah, Deathlock was in one panel. I'm almost positive. Yeah, but he's he, he's got two tie in issues. Uh, Iron Man two ninety five, Moon Knight fifty seven, Wild Pack uh, sixteen and seventeen, Silver Surfer eighty three to eighty five, which makes sense. He's a big mm -hmm. cosmic player. Uh, Thor's got a fairly long run here, uh, four sixty three to four sixty seven. So by comparison, it's like fighting Drax for like and, three issues, right? And Web of Spider Man one hundred four to one hundred six. You don't need to read any of those. No, don't. You don't need to read it. <laughs> like even. We are going to tell you what you need to know about this story. Yeah. Very rarely on this podcast will we tell you not to read something. If you're a completist and If you're a completist got... and you have to, go with like the Volume 1 and Volume 2 collected editions that Marvel's done, which is basically the the six core, then the Infinity Watch uh, tie-ins, and the Adam Warlock Chronicles uh, tie-ins. And even that is a stretch because one of those issues, and like I think it's Adam Warlock, no, it's Infinity Watch, 
one of those issues is just all about Pip. Like it's just oh, a whole God. thing about Pip. Yeah, no, I know what you're what talking about. Do with the, with his, with the cosmic containment egg. Just like oh, and it ends with making everybody in the Marvel universe celebrate his birthday, uh, and that's before he makes like. And Storm then they and talk Sue about it in and, another issue. Uh, and Rogue <laughs> all dress in lingerie and serve him alcohol. It's terrible. Yeah. So in terms of of that, let's go ahead and, and break down the the crux of the story. And by that, Michael, I don't mean how how mm-hmm. bad the writing was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so. Adam Warlock takes possession of the Infinity Gauntlet. This is kind of a recap at the yeah. end of Gauntlet. He, he's got the gauntlet. He splits. He purges all emotion, essentially. Gets rid of his both good and bad sides. So he's a being of pure logic. Unconsciously, but yeah, unconsciously, yeah, unconsciously. by the way. He doesn't do it. He, he's not that big of a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, Infinity War spawn out from his evil side, the Magus, trying to start shit. And mm-hmm. at the end of Infinity War, the goddess, his inherent good side, inherent. is in possession. Mm-hmm, is in possession of the cosmic containers or cosmic cubes, even though most of them were weird shapes. Thirty of them. Thirty. Yeah. We ended war with six, and somehow now we've got thirty. I don't know how that happens. I don't it care. It progresses. Like the first panel, she has like eighteen, and then a couple later panels later, she has twenty-two. And then they state in a panel, in a in speech, that she has 30. And I'm like, it, 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 you didn't even match the physical representation to what you had. Again, when I think cosmic containers, I'm thinking like Tupperware, mason jars. There's got to be like a country crock thing in the back of her fridge that's got green beans in it. <laughs> cosmic green beans <laughs> of an eternal logic. Oh man! Now I'm just picturing Jolly Green Giant dressed like Galactus. That would actually be that would be a better read than this thing was. Um, So basically, yeah, the 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 crux of it is that she gets those cosmic contained units, and now we had our fun with his evil aspect, uh, and now we're gonna have our fun with his good aspect. And she's got her own little machinations that she's wanting to go through to use these comic contained, and she's plotting and theming, and she's using religion to do it to turn half of the world against the other half of the world and to purge it. She's literally trying to start a holy war. It's called Crusade for a reason. Yeah. And also her other intent is to use all 30 of these cosmic containers to give rise to a wish-granting cosmic egg. Yeah, she fuses them all together. Yeah. Uh, Think, you know, Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie, only a lot less fun. (laughs) Um, Teenagers. So the goddess shows up and, like, right off the bat, starts playing on the inherent beliefs of directly religious characters. Yeah. Or and supposedly. Indirectly. Because there's a, there's a little wiggle room, she says, that it's playing on those with strong religious beliefs or strongly held moral beliefs. And it's which basically says that everybody else who's not on her side is kind of an immoral dickhead. Yeah, it's <laughs> and they try to it's it's weird, but that's the thing. Oh, speaking of sides, like we're, we're getting to the main players. Yeah, there is it's everybody. It's like they've this one's the this, this one's, one's got everybody. pretty much everybody. Yeah, everybody in the Marvel universe at the time. Like, I will give the book this credit that it, it's not afraid to reach into the obscure characters. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Like, I mean. I gave War some shit because, you know, Moon Knight didn't need yeah. to be involved. Yeah. But... I mean, this one, it was, I guess it was a product of its time. We had Nomad in this one and other things, and, and, and the Black Knight, and... 
Well, you had U.S. agent, or you know, yeah, that, yeah, and then I mean, I I was just happy that Living Lightning was there because he's like one of my favorite D mm-hmm. level Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's come back. So I'm like, yay! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she literally starts flashing give me, give me these adios, because... <laughs> these religious bat signals in the air to summon these heroes to her side. Yeah, I mean, there's a big cross in the sky, and Living Lightning literally says, his first appearance, he just screams out, Madre de Dios, which yeah. is, again, kind of insulting for Living Lightning's character. But, yeah, so we got <laughs> so we have Living Lightning, we have almost all the Avengers, we have all the X-Men, and no, no, get, get, all, the, to... all the obscure characters. Let's, let's get to the other obscure, you know, religious bat signal one the one that you just talked oh, about before yeah, we started recording because that was just dumb yeah we'll, we'll touch on that real quick before you break down the rest of the main players hercules it, it's so weird because like <laughs> hercules gets a bat signal in the sky of a lightning bolt like <laughs> like oh oh yeah hercules worships greek mythology no hercules is greek mythology greek, greek mythology that, and it's like what like he doesn't his father is Zeus. He is a part. He, he's like Jesus of he's, that religion. He's demigod. Yeah, he, he, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Like he is Greek mythology. He's not. He doesn't worship Greek mythology. That is. That's like. That's like like seeing your dad's name in the sky. And you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> dad's Get, thinking about me. Dad must be thinking about me. Not like. Oh, the, this divine providence and everything. You are half divine providence. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get, we, you got, of course, you have the Thanos, Eternity Watch, all the cosmic players, uh, Adam Warlock, and the, the Infinity Watch, not Eternity Watch, Infinity Watch. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the main players. Like, everybody's everybody's involved. Everybody, I can't, they, they get X-Men, they get the Avengers, they get the new Warriors, they, they get Excalibur, Alpha Flight, Alpha Flight, X-Factor, they got they, all they, the All the Sleepwalker again, all the individual, the individual characters and everything. So the, the, the main... So it uses everybody. Yeah, so the main thing is, um, a lot of people are, once they kind of succumb to their beliefs or fall in love with the goddess who really looks like a slightly glowing version of Joan of Arc. Yeah. Uh, they disappear to a planet called Paradise Omega Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's not grandiose. Mm -hmm. And all of the logical characters read atheists, crack Mm -hmm. (laughs) bracket, atheist bracket Mm -hmm. (laughs) characters are left behind. And there's this weird thing too, like beast (laughs) and like torch and they're like, well, He's like, well, I went to church when I was a kid, but I guess, I guess I really don't believe in Beast. Is like, I believe in God. Why didn't they take me? I don't understand why it don't make no sense. It, oh my God! It, it, this is the comic book version of Left Behind. It is. It is. It is exactly <laughs> Left Behind. It's. It, they literally get raptured, and then we go into the rapture. Well, no. But, issue number six is called the Rapture. Yeah, it's the reason it's a cosmic crusade. It's <laughs> just. It's just dumb, and it's. Stupid. Okay, so we'll go. We'll get into the breakdown now. So the breakdown. We're just so after everybody gets raptured, uh, Mister Fantastic, Vision, Iron Man, they gather pretty much everybody who's left. They're all trying to investigate what happened and where this Paradise yeah. Omega we'll, is. We'll, we'll see, Reed disappears too because eventually, he, yeah. I guess Sue. He's like because he's off investigating by himself before they all get together. And he's like this, I gotta get my wife back. And he's all of a sudden well, it's a like second he, portal. Well, it's like he pulls up. them together and then they're, he's like boom, gone. Well, no, he. They don't even. He no, no, because he's in, he's in panel in conference with. He, he's, yeah, but that's he's, later when he comes back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's like he. Uh, so he gets taken away, and you find out it's by uh, Pip the Troll who uh, grabs him because Moon Dragon and Gamora both disappear, and Adam Warlock is 
consulting Eternity uh, because he senses something wrong, and then he gets squashed and sent off into the uh, uh, in, into this whole other dimension. He's just kind of shoved into the abyss. Yeah, this it's... goddess sends him into another dimension to deal with him before she could he could have any impact on her. Uh, and then so they're like Maxim, Drax, and Pip are the only people left of the Infinity Guard uh, for the Infinity Watch, and they're like, "Oh, we need somebody smart." And they're like, "He's like, uh, oh, I know somebody smart with cosmic stuff," and he just kidnaps Reed. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, we all had just all these people disappear," and so Reed's working with with them, uh, and at the back back home, everybody, the Avengers and X Men are getting together and being like, "What's happened?" And then all the stuff, and all our people are just gone, and all of a sudden, crime has stopped everywhere. That's so weird. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're sitting around with nothing to do the absorbing man shows up to turn himself in and you're like what I I will admit I did get a chuckle out of that yeah (laughs) and then uh, uh, so they're like Greed's like okay we need to get back to the crew and uh, find out what's happening so they show up and teleport in and then of course there's a fight again so it's like oh it's Adam Warlock's crew they're always behind this cosmic shenanigans and then they get they get broken up real quick but then yeah you know we get all these they they're like religious slaves fervent fundamentalists that are all now under her command and she makes this planet omega it's it, like first thing she makes a giant like fucking uh, just gothic air it's a, like notre dame cathedral it, and she's like i am i am your goddess and uh, and then this is the first time we get to and apart, that's the end of the first issue. Then we go into uh, Adam Warlock is in this other dimension, and he meets this guy. And then that's when you find out that the Soul Gem and the the Cosmic Gems are sentient and alive, and he has like a symbiotic relationship with the Soul Gem. It's really weird. And then there's like this reality storm, and they're like, "Oh, it must be the person who holds the reality gem. Uh, must be in the middle of it. I wonder who it is." And then you find out which ties up some loose ends from the last two stories, that it's Thanos, he had the reality gem all along, that's who he had trusted it to, and they eventually, he eventually reaches uh, Thanos, and they're able to break out of that dimension and come back, but uh, not before we cut back and we have more Pip, the troll adventures, and, and it just garbage. It's garbage. And so they're, they're, they're fighting. And... The the heroes are attacked by the essentially brainwashed heroes after yeah. the goddess unveils her gigantic cosmic Easter egg. Yeah, it, like she literally fuses them all into an egg, and and then there's this, this underlying plot that you find out uh, because Mephisto tells Thanos and Warlock about it. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's... after the reality storm, the goddess begins to see Thanos as a threat. At first, she was like he was like a bug on the windshield to her, but now she's like shit. So Mephisto comes to Warlock and Thanos, offering the information he has on the goddess and her ploy uh, in exchange for or one of the cosmic, cosmic cubes. cubes. Yeah, which okay, again, that makes sense for Mephisto. He's kind of wheeling and dealing. Um, so while they're off doing that, the heroes are trying to coordinate. Uh, Professor X is trying to reach out to Moon Dragon to through telepathy to try yeah. to come up with a plan she's uh, like she's like infidel well first they, there's a they lot of infidel out, thrown around yeah, in this they, book they, they send out a uh of like the smartest it's it's like it's tony and it's tony it's a reed, vision and vision. And reed and they all they all go to the planet to see like hey what's up because they're like there's some heroes that are like oh all of crime stopped maybe she's not that bad xavier's one of them uh and she hulk's another 
So they go like, hey, we're just going to really... You figure She-Hulk wouldn't be. I mean, she's a defense yeah. attorney. We're just really going <laughs> to check this person out. And they get there, and then they're like, hey, you're manipulating everybody. And she's like, lies! And be gone, infidels. And they're all like back on their spaceship, and uh, they realize she's had this higher... She has like three Death Stars around this planet that she's made. And they go back, and... But before they go back, they, they stop into the Watcher, because they're like, hey, I want to know what's going on if you know anything about this uh I, we're not we're not really sure what she's up to and uh and that's when there's one quote that the that the that is shown in the, in the watcher panel that uh, was like pretty much the only quote i liked in this whole thing and it's uh, an ambrose beers quote and it says it said i said it's a toad and it's faith <laughs> it's like colon Belief without evidence and what is told by one who speaks without knowledge of things without parallel. I was like, okay, and I kind of see where they're going with this now. Uh, but, like, other than that, it's just, it, it's, God, it's garbage. It's so bad. Yeah, so but they, it's, it, there's a lot of bloviating. They mess with the lore. They're saying that the, so her, the, 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 the whole, the crux of what she's doing is that she gathers the infinity containment cubes, and then Mephisto shares that every single one of the infinity, uh, the cosmic containment cubes, was once a sentient being, and they evolved to a state of non-sentience. Like, what kind of evolution is that? Like, that you evolve from a sentient being into a rock? Like, it's not like another no, no, sci-fi. Not just a rock. A rock that grants wishes. Yes, a rock that grants <laughs> wishes. Where you have they like turn a, into magic rocks, beings of energy, but they still are a sentient. So there's these. They're apparently just as powerful as the Infinity Stones, but they have these taboos left over from when they were sentient beings of wishes they will or will not grant based on the morality of when they were sentient. Uh, so the only way to do that is to use, like, the will, is to override it with will. So that's why she uses religious fervor to convert everybody in the universe to her religion. Yeah, she so subverts she can their will. Combine the will of everybody wanting one thing to break the will of the cosmic containment cubes to do what she wants, and that what she wants to do is to fucking kill everybody <laughs> in the rapture. Yeah. So essentially, all all of her sway on the heroes is really just so they'll fight each other and leave her alone to work on her Absolutely. what she's working on. Yeah, because she disappears. She leaves Moon Dragon in charge. And well, she's I just mean, doing the there's thing. Silver Surfer manages to break free of her her sway, and he yeah. actually like takes out the Death Star things around the planet. So mm -hmm. he he opens the field for the heroes to really start breaking through, which was cool. I will admit the yeah. fight between him and Fire Lord was actually really cool. So there's there's one little like cut in bit where they get back. Professor X is like, I'm gonna try to talk to her one more time. Oh, like, the, hey, tel the, the, the telepathic yeah, with like, uh, her and Moondragon? Moon he's like, we just want to know. And, and she's like, infidels! That we, we are the one true religion, and you, we will destroy you all. And they're like, okay, yeah, she's not good. Okay. But Pip, like, touched him when he was in direct psychic contact with Moondragon, and Moondragon was channeling the goddess. It's so stupid. So Pip, with the Space Stone, is able to teleport because... He wants to get wishes granted. And he teleports and he sits onto the cosmic stone, on the cosmic egg, and he turns the goddess into salt. But like then she had a uh, a backup plan just because this happened. And we have a whole issue about all the wishes that, that Pip is being granted, and he, he just wants the it ends with everybody celebrating his birthday. It's terrible. It's so bad. And then all of a sudden there's this canister at the bottom of the cosmic egg that breaks out and there is a person in that and she knocks 
uh, I don't remember who it is. She knocks Pip off the top. It was that inconsequential. And it was like, hey, we're just going to run this. And it resets everything. Because, like, that would have been cool. You're like, oh, my gosh. She was foiled by Pip. I'm like, wow, all these heroes working together and all of them fighting each other. And it was just, like, Pip's greed that won the day. That would have been interesting. But, no, it was just a stupid little side, side story, story. Yeah. For, for nothing. So the whole thing comes to a head. Um like most of these Infinity stories do, it, it he- is heavily relied on the Soul World. Yeah. Warlock uh, consults Magus, and he begins a kind of this three-tiered assault on Goddess, led by Professor X, Thanos, and himself. Yeah. And so they're attacking her on basically three different levels. Warlock is attacking her from within, Silo- or Professor X is attacking her telepathically, and might correct me if I'm wrong, I think at this point... Thanos is utilizing the Soul Gem, or is he using, still using the Reality Gem? He's still using the Soul Gem. Okay. Uh, and, 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 but, but before that, i got to just say that, real quick, they, in order, after the Professor X contact, in order, Moon Dragons decides in order to deal with them, they build giant fucking bombs, nuclear fucking, like, just super cosmic bombs, that they're going to plant in the Avengers' uh, uh, mansion and just kill everybody. They're just going to kill everybody. Oh, the whole thing is just... So then she, uh, so yeah, so they Thanos shows up there and he's using the, the soul gem to try to make contact with her because at this time, you know, Magus and uh, and Adam are both in the soul gem and they're, it's on Thanos's forehead and it's like, oh, oh no, I'm not going to, and all the other heroes are attacking Omega, uh, Planet Omega or Paradise Omega, whatever the garbage it is, and they're, that's just a mass distraction for Thanos to infiltrate and get Adam Warlock in to break it, break her hold. And then, like, there's, he's like, Thanos like, I'm not gonna make it. We're like, oh no, oh no. And then you see all, she breaks through and all the stars in the entire universe start going supernova and she's wiping out all of existence. And then there's like 15 panels of just people just being burnt to death and dying Terminator, uh, Terminator T2 style, like Sarah Connor just like on the fence, just like, Fire and then skeleton and then nothing, and that and would, that might makes it sound cooler than it actually is. It, yeah, it's garbage. That's why I said fifteen pan. It just goes on and on and on, uh, and then there's a weird like fourth wall breaking of like a you see a pair oh, of that was knees weird. and thighs and a person reading a comic book, and they get disintegrated, and you're like, what the fuck was what was that? That was weird. And the comic they're reading is the Infinity Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that reveals it shortly after uh, that. So then all of a sudden, like a minute later, all of a sudden everything's undone. But everybody in the world remembers dying. Everybody in the universe remembers dying. And they, like, say it like it'll have grand consequences, but it doesn't. And she... Well, like, they get blasted into that cosmic Easter egg of hers by... Thanos, and that's what Adam uses to undo all the shit well, that's she the just thing. did. She, well, yeah, that's the thing. He was able for... Adam distracted uh, the goddess subconsciously in his ethereal soul form for just the briefest of moment that was able to, for Thanos to wrest control of the cosmic cube, or cosmic egg, whatever, and, uh, and cast a universe-wide illusion, granting his one wish. Uh-huh. So she thought it was done, so she stopped focusing her will to make it succeed because she thought it was already accomplished uh and then a minute later it's it's 
all undone and revealed to be illusion and then everybody comes back to life and then we get we see the pair of knees and thighs again and you you see that it's a person reading the actual infinity crusade comic and it shows the next like two panels it's really weird for like it like it's oh the did, 90s it's supposed to be like did i just die too when i'm reading this comic oh it ah uh, just garbage <laughs> so then she's like oh no I, I failed and at this time adam's in soul form behind her uh and he's like it begins and, and then you have a, a battle between uh professor x who's there and basically it's it's the uh they take her to it, it's it's alluded to but it's not really soul world it's really like the um oh what's the where we're Farouk, we're Farouk uh and oh, the X-Men go there all the time and the the Professor X battles there all the time I can't think of the name of the Astral Plane Astral Plane yeah it's like the Astral Plane yeah uh, and then like the Professor X Thanos and Adam all battle her and she leaves her corporeal body and she turns into the goddess again and she's like oh I still have the power I'll destroy all of you but then it's like oh wait you, you we're three full astral bodies, mind and soul together, and you're just half a soul. Not even half a soul, like a third of a soul. There's no way you're going to compete against us. And they're able to subdue her through that. Uh, and then, of course, Thanos tries his Thanos trickery to subdue uh, to, to do Adam. But Adam had programmed the Soul Stone, because you can do that, I guess to beam his body, his mental, his mentality and soul back into his body uh, and then take the soul stone with it. So he he comes back two seconds later, teleports in, and Thanos is like, I'm going to... Uh, uh, he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do it. And he's like, I keep my word. I'm destroying this. I'm turning it all into submolecular energy. And then, but secretly, he keeps the one cube that he promised Mephisto... But uh, it's inert. It's inert, yeah. It's inactive. <laughs> and he's like, even you, the and so that there's that little stupid scene where he's like, even you, the devil, should have known that uh, bargaining with Thanos of Titan should have been more specific. I promised you, prom I promised you a, a cosmic cube. I didn't promise you an operational one. And you're like, never bet against the Sicilian when death is on the line. I know, I know. Yeah. So in terms of lasting impact from this story, there really isn't any. Um, I, I, I don't like telling people not to read something, so I will say this. If you want to understand the full history of Adam Warlock, positive and negative, yeah. pick I, this up. I mean, we skipped would, about 80 pages of Heroes Battling Heroes on Planet Omega for the distraction. Yeah. I'm not joking. No, I'm not it's, joking. It's, 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 like, it's, it's like, like three books. It's like. a pointless slugfest. Like, at some point, it's, it's even devoid of dialogue. Um, but I would only recommend picking up the six issues. Yeah, I mean, and you really don't need anything more than that because the Infinity Watch and the, and the Warlock Chronicles, there's not a whole lot of story told in those it, through this event. No, in okay, other places, if, yes. In yeah, other places, if, yes. But if you're if you're like if you're reading uh, the, the the Warlock Chronicles, which I'd recommend over Infinity uh, Watch it, but just read the Warlock Chronicles. You don't like, and then just think of this as six extra issues of the Warlock Chronicles. Like you don't even need to read this event. To have any because it doesn't have any major impact on and it doesn't it doesn't the the i don't even know why they called it infinity like the infinity stones are still inert they're still not active they they can't come together to be used and like it, it's all it, it it was just a cash grab i would exactly yes i would agree with that they're like we got to do a trilogy we did two we have to do one yeah more. i mean arguments can be made that war was designed to show the other side of adam warlock and while it did to an extent, I think it over, I think it overplayed it, but 
but it, it at least served a minute purpose in that regard. I, I still don't see any lasting value in Infinity Crusade. No. Um, so that's pretty much just the gist of the story. Everyone joins a religious cult. There's a you know paradise planet that's actually just a lie. Everybody starts fighting. Yeah. She goes. She gets stuck in Soul World, the same as Magus. Everything gets undone. Everyone goes about their lives. Yeah, it's just except they 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 play it off like there's supposed to be huge consequences after this because like we're the first two. It's like. Did they remember the events that happened, or didn't? It's like they, they didn't and, remember Infinity uh, Gauntlet, but they remembered like after parts war. Of Infinity war. And this one was like they even say it in like one of the panels that because that everybody remembered their death, it's going to have like severe consequences on people's character arcs because they thought they just died, and like they're like, oh, it's like a near death experience for them, and, like nothing, any, anything in the universe, and, and the rest of the issues of 1993 or 1984. There's almost nothing that touches on this. It's it's inconsequential. It doesn't change anything. There's no, no from big this Spider Man went right into a clone saga. Yeah, yeah. It just it's <laughs> it's untouched. It, so they played it off like it would have this huge impact. And if it if it would have, I would have highly recommended reading it, even though through the slugfest that it is, because you would need to know the impetus that started all these different character arcs of these people being like having like changes of heart and like reexamining their life because they thought they just died a terrible, horrible, painful death, and everybody they know that love or hate also died in that same moment, that's powerful, impactful stuff that you could have ran through and done a that lot That would have been, a, that would have been a really great Adam Warlock story. Absolutely, but, but no. Nothing didn't. happened with it. it. And it, For me, this was signature 90s storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the 90s, the comic book industry was in a state of flux. Everything went for a gimmick. Stories stopped being told, and everything became this flash-in-a-pan mm-hmm. thing. Everything was a gimmick, right down to the cover and design of the comics themselves. This is when we started having things like die cut covers, hollow foil covers, 3D covers. 2099. Yeah. 2099. Well, 2099 was an actual story, though. I know, but I'm saying. But 2099, everything. I, I actually got all those fucking 2099s because they're metallic covers, and metallic well, yeah. shiny covers were awesome. So well, I you felt had, fate. I you had, to that. You had the embossed covers. I've got the embossed die cut. Uh, Spider Man 400, the death of. Okay. Peter I do Parker. love that about the 90s, though. Yeah. I loved all the holographic stuff and everything. Well, it was useless. It was nothing. It was but useless. It was pretty. <laughs> but it was pretty. Yeah, I agree. But that was kind Is of the trend in the nineties where we started to get style over substance. And this is yep. a, this is yep. a, a classic example of that. Um which is kind of heartbreaking. Even even I don't like, like ending a trilogy on something like this. Like the uh, the there there's okay. And there's a there's 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 a reason for all this. Like you had the people growing up in the, the the people writing comics in the 60s, 70s, even into the uh, 80s, were the founders of comics. They didn't grow up reading comics themselves. They grew up reading great literary works and Shakespeare and, and novels. Well, especially when it comes to superhero comics, yeah. Yes, so they were, that was where their influence was from, and their writing was almost poetic in a lot of these things. Well, I mean, yeah, go even, back and look uh, at any of the classic Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and yeah. Steve Ditko books. Those are written like even novels. some quotes that they have in Infinity Crusade, but... If you read Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War, the the the, the dialogue is really beautiful and well written and everything. But then you get to Infinity Crusade and it's it's kind of garbage. And there's a cool couple literary quotes like a one I mentioned, but most of it's just it's just not even camp. It's just bad. And that's when because the '90s you were reaching a time where people who had finally grown up reading comics and not doing literary works, reading literary works, were now old enough to write comics, and that had their it's 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 positives and negatives, uh, but it was a balancing point of 
being like, okay, all these people now there are was, writing comics. There was a comics. definitive shift in the literary approach to comics in this time. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, Infinity War, or sorry, Infinity Crusade did not have a story impact, but it did kind of parallel meta narrative about the yeah, comic book industry. Yeah, it's a time. good historical piece for a snapshot I, I would recommend of that, that time yeah. to commentate on. Like, and, and we're doing it so you don't have to. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 unique for it's intrinsic being able to commentate on it. The commentary of that snapshot of that time and what that meant and the, the tilt and the change in the comic industry and where things were set, set foundation to go from there because of things like this. I think there are other books out there that make the point that this book was trying to make mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. The The argument here about the ability to subvert one's religion or one's idyllic beliefs into something that can be perverted... Like, go read Preacher. Like, go, go read God Loves, Man Kills. Kills, the, Kills yeah. the, at the, one of the most perfect X-Men books yeah. out there does a far better job of making that argument very, very, very than, than this book ever could. Um, in terms of... Socio-political clusterfuck yeah. storytelling. I would put this right up there with probably Secret Empire, and Secret Empire yeah. still did it better. Which, and, like I said, I like they didn't know what they wanted saying to do. That. I know <laughs> they didn't know what they wanted to do because like they didn't go really that hard into it. Like, and it's like they started off like a little bit harder, and then they pulled way back. And yeah, then they had just had that like one well, quote about the, faith. The tonal shift between issues two and issues three is like whoa. Yeah, yeah. They yanked on the reins. Like I probably, if they had left it at that level of intensity, I wouldn't have. I still wouldn't have liked it, but I could have respected the story. Yeah. This was just it. It, it hit and faint, hit and faint, hit and faint. It didn't know what it wanted to do, yeah. and it was there because they felt they had to release a third book. Yeah. It, um. Yeah. So that is more or less our episode, gang. I know it's kind of a, a Debbie yeah. Downer, Legion of Gloom. Our breakdown resolution and thoughts are all rolled into one for this event, but it's 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 absolutely necessary, guys, because it, it's. I, I, this like is I not said, one you walk away cleanly from. No, I, I said I could, like, like I said, I could find a value in a lot of things, and then for just for its historical context, but. As a reader, you're not looking to derive value for historical context and snapshots of the meta narrative of what the industry was going through. Uh, you're just there for fun, interesting stories and camp and character arcs and and to be entertained and, and enjoy going into another world and reading that. Uh, and this doesn't accomplish that. So if we can do anything in this episode by giving you this laydown and so giving you the historical context and stuff without you having to research or go into it that's what we're here for so you don't have to that's the greatest value we can give you because this is just not good let's do a quick hit here what are some things that you would recommend reading along this vein if you wanted to explore that kind of socio-political dynamic that this book tried to instill oh like there's 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 so many better things contemporary and and further back that uh like uh why the Last Man is a great examination yes, of uh, the social context of morality and, and the human culture and everything like that. Uh, we've already mentioned uh, the, the X Men run. Uh, God uh, loves man, man kills. God loves man kills. Yeah. It's fantastic. A preacher answers a lot of these quandaries. Uh, the metaphysical, uh, like it's just. There's, there's so many better options out there. Will you, you get anything to add on that, Joe? Uh, actually, the one I would throw out there is probably, strangely enough, Walking Dead. Walking Mm -hmm. Dead is a really good case study in morality, uh, mortality, Mm -hmm. and just the resilience of the human spirit. Plus, it's got cool zombie stuff, but 
the just the the struggles the characters go through and the lengths they have to push mm-hmm. themselves to is a really good study in terms of the flexibility of of morality. Oh, uh, the I, w- I would recommend the entire uh, new Fifty Two run of uh, Animal Man and Swamp Thing. Yes, because do- doing yes. Like, the green and the the black, the gray and the uh, and the red all is about morality and like. Like oh, what what morality does plants have? Which is the difference from human morality, and all they all have different motivations. Uh, and just anything. Swamp Thing's always been great, but yeah, that Michael that's find a any reason run. to recommend Swamp Thing. Hundred percent. But um, so sorry, gang. I know this was kind of a a downer episode. We promised that we are going to lift you guys up again when it comes to Infinity, because mm-hmm. later on this year we will be covering the mm-hmm. fan favorite uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman Jonathan Infinity Hickman, my story. Man. Which is probably the best in- entry in the Infinity Saga, so as far good. as I'm concerned. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But tune in next time because we're actually going to take a step away from the sagas and do a bit of a Know Your Universe on some of my favorite characters, mm-hmm. all of the Robins, all the yeah. Boy Wonders, and Boy all... and Girl Wonders. Huh? Yeah. Now that y'all are all caught up, we're going to let y'all watch Infinity War and, and digest that for a bit. Oh yeah, uh, well we'll we definitely come back with that. a with a special episode on Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wanted to give y'all time. We wanted to give you all the precursor with the events and all the. All the canon that this could possibly pull from with the trilogy, uh, and give y'all time to digest and be like, "Oh, how how is that different from the comic? What did they do there? Oh, I see that." Ah. But that's it from us, guys. Thanks for listening. Later.